move on to the next subject, Jalen. Do, do you feel like it was a mistake for the Falcons to get rid of Julio Jones? Uh, well, as a Titans fan, no. But as a Falcons <laughs> fan, I don't really think they – I think they didn't have a choice in the matter, honestly. You know, I like how he I just did With it. the way he went about things with what he wants, they, they had to get rid of him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I understand that the whole situation was awkward. There's a lot of upset Falcon fans still, but hopefully, and I see it in the comments of money move. Hopefully Julio continues to do great things and hopefully Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and the rest of this, which is a pretty deep wide receiver and tight end core of the Falcons could take over. Let's talk about the biggest strengths and weaknesses, surprises for the Falcons this season. Back to you, Travis. What, what's your comments on this? What's what's the biggest strength you see with this Falcons team? Biggest weakness? Well, I know I know people are gonna probably <laughs> jump on me for this, but the biggest strength for us is the quarterback play. That is the biggest strength for us. Uh, Matt Ryan to the receiving core. That's the biggest strength. Don't have me pass out over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm just saying, but I mean, it's, it's it's just a fact, man. That's the biggest strength for us. Um, Matt Ryan's play, like I said, him still passing for over 4,000 yards. You know what I mean? 26 TDs, 11 interceptions. That's the strongest. Uh, that's the strongest thing for us as far as the offense goes. Uh, Matt Ryan to the receiving core. Our receiving core has always been strong. So that's that's what I see as the strongest for us. Okay. What are your thoughts on this, Bobby? The strength of the Falcons, weaknesses, surprises, etc. Yeah, um, I actually think their biggest strength is how badly they did last year, to be completely honest. Um, like people have been saying, you know, the offense is there, like the talent's there. And I think since they played so badly, Matt Ryan's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. People are saying Calvin, I've heard some people say Calvin Ridley isn't a wide receiver one, he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. I personally see the Falcons coming out strong and coming out, you know, just hopefully dominating the first couple weeks. But yeah, I would say their strength right now is that everybody is just sleeping on them, assuming that, oh, that's an easy matchup. I, I'm sure NFL teams don't really do that, but you know how fans are. Oh, we're playing the Falcons this week. They were so bad last year. But uh, I think that it's going to be a big turnaround. And I think that you shouldn't be sleeping on them this year. Okay. What's your thoughts? Let me say this. Let me say this. Oh, okay. Let me piggyback off that, uh, Jansen. Uh, yeah. As far as people saying Ridley's not a number one, Nate, no, I've always argued this. Ridley is a number one. He's pre proved it last year. He had over 1,000-something yards, mm -hmm. nine TDs last year. That was mostly without Julio. So he's definitely number one. He proved that he can do that without Julio. So he's definitely number, uh, number one. So moving on. I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay, before we get to that, I do want to say this, though. I just love his footwork. Is in and out of the breaks. I, I love how Ridley does that. I, I think he's going to continue to mature as a player. Right. Is he going to be a top three, top five receiver? I think so. I think so. But all but will tell, we'll see how Arthur Smith brings in this offense. But to you now, Nate, what are the strengths and weaknesses of this Falcons team? Well, after listening to some of y'all's other comments, I had to basically just change my whole perspective about this question on the fly. <laughs> And I noticed, uh, oh, uh, Chuck Thomas, you basically took the words right out of the mouth. The biggest strengths that I believe this year is the new coaching staff, Arthur Smith and Dean Pease. 
for the simple fact Arthur Smith is going to bring that different dynamic, utilize the run game. He's going to make a big emphasis on applying the yep. run game to offset our passing. Knowing our passing has carried us for the past three to four years, he knows the importance of running the ball and controlling the line of scrimmage. Dean Pease actually hopefully utilizing every aspect of our defensive talent, especially the strength that I think we have on defenses, which is the linebackers, to make it easy, throwing the optimism uh, blitzes to confuse the quarterback. Okay. Nate, I'm glad you brought up the linebackers and stuff. A lot of people nationally outside of Atlanta, they, they don't know a lot about Foyer Luakon. His upside, talk to me a little bit about oh, yeah. that and what we should expect from him coming into next season. I mean, you just look at his past resume. I mean, the dude was a safety running a mid 4 4 4 5 215. Then they utilize him at linebacker. He can blitz, he can cover, he can actually control the line of scrimmage and set the edge. He is a perfect piece, a sideline to sideline linebacker, and also a perfect covered uh, linebacker. You can't ask for much that this man can't do. And you put him next to Deion Jones, I mean, that's a win-win combination. Pick your poison between those two. You can run your defense pretty much any way you can. Okay. Cool, cool. Jalen, your thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of this Falcons team coming into 2021? Yeah, I definitely kind of echo what everyone said. It's the passing game and the new coach. I mean – I think Dan Quinn was in Atlanta a little longer than he might have should have been. <laughs> and so I was so glad to see a new face, especially Arthur Smith, given the fact that we went out and drafted a tight end number four overall. And, you know, Arthur Smith started off as the tight ends coach for the Tennessee Titans. So I think if anyone can effectively utilize two talented tight ends in him and Hayden Hurst, it would be Arthur Smith. And then also, yeah, like you said, we have – two of probably the fastest linebackers in the league who can match up even with some receivers and they can cover every tight end and running back there is. So those are two great strengths for the team this year. Okay. Speaking of echo, sounds like we got rid of the echo. I know there are some people complaining about it. It sounds like the echo has gone. Maybe it was me. My bad, fellas. But Q, what's your thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of this Falcons ball club going into 2021? Oh, man. Um, biggest strength. <laughs> I would have to say uh, the biggest strength right now I see overall is our wide receiver core. I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, weaknesses, defense. Definitely the defense. It's just, it's just unproven. We got, we got a lot of nice guys, but it's just unproven <laughs> right now. Okay. We don't know. And the biggest <laughs> surprise, I think, would be the defense. <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's the pass rush, man. Like the pass rush is the biggest yeah. weakness, I yeah. think, for us because yeah. somebody gotta step up. Who's it gonna be? I mean, we got Dante Fowler, but besides that, I mean, we got uh AO from Notre Dame that we drafted, and we got Taquan Graham and Marlon Davidson and right, you know, uh Steven Means and Tatui Mariner. But who's going to step up? That's the biggest yeah, weakness to me. 
Q, last week we discussed Dante Fowler Jr. We, we've been talking about him a lot, how he needs to show up. G give me your thoughts on what what we should expect from him. And, and, and it sounds like you, you, you might have been disappointed in him last season. What's your expectations for him before we move on to the next question? Do you, do you see him performing better with Dean Pease there? Or do you think that we saw the, the best of Dante Fowler Jr. when he was with the Rams and he maybe he's just overrated? I'm going to tell you this, man. His best days were when he was alongside Aaron Donald. He either got eight sacks or he broke, I believe, the year before he got to the Falcons, he broke 15 sacks, I believe. He broke a double-digit sack season before he got to us, which actually, you know, when it comes to contract obligate or, you know, contractual situations and business and stuff like that, you have leverage to go where you want to go and get paid how you want to get paid. I believe I this he had 12, times. 12. Yeah, he, he was, yeah, he was double digit, but you know, um, he needs, he, he, is it a mental thing? Q is I was trying to get, do you think he just doesn't have it, it? Not with him. This is not a Vic Beasley thing. Okay. Because if you look at if you look at the spots that he had last year, he spent his time injured last year. But guess who I saw flying all over the field at one point before he was injury ridden like he was? It was Dante Fowler Jr. Guess who I saw holding up the goal line when nobody else was? It was Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah. The only thing was he was not consistent. He was injury ridden. But if he would have stayed, I, I would give him nine or ten sacks. And I want to say this. I want to say this. Because people look at stats, and stats don't tell the story. That is true. If, let right. me tell you, I rather, I rather, I rather be Dante Fowler getting nine sacks and going to the Super Bowl in 2017 than being Vic Beasley and getting 16 sacks and it not meaning a thing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but but. Still, I, you know, it, it's a lot when you look at it and when you try to get into the fact of things, it's still a lot because you look at who the Rams played, you look at who Fowler and Donald lined up against, and then you look at all the rookie rookie quarterbacks and all the, you know, rookie linemen that, that Beasley lined up against. You look at that too. That's a fact. I ain't taking nothing away from Beasley, but let's be honest. Beasley, it was a mental thing, and we heard that all over news reports when it came down to it. And with Fowler, he just got to be consistent. Stop being injured. And yeah, in some cases, it all depends on who you got lined up next to you. So, yeah, I mean, as long as they line him up next to Grady Jarrett, I think he's gonna be high. You, <laughs> <laughs> I love the breakdown. Let's get right into the pass rushers. We saw what happened with Mingo. We're not gonna go over a disturbing story. Bobby, I want to start with you. Do they need to pursue another pass rusher now that Mingo is gone? Some people thought Mingo being coached up by Pease, he might show us something, even though I, I thought throughout his career in the NFL, he's been a little bit disappointing. I mean, to answer it simply, yeah. The Falcons were, well, I believe they were last in passing yards per game last year. Like, giving up passing yards, giving up per game. I mean, they need to get pressure on the quarterback. It's you give an NFL quarterback 10 seconds in the pocket, someone's going to get open. They're going to make the throw. So, you know, the defense was a big weakness for the Falcons last year. A big part of that was the pass rush. And I think if they get another someone off the edge or another someone who can rush the quarterback, then it'll make a huge difference for their defense. Okay. 
Bobby, I, I want to just ask you this because we do have some Tampa Bay fans in 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 the group chat and stuff like that, and they're basically saying, "Hey, look, a lot of the stuff that's going wrong with the Falcons is Tom Brady." And I know you you've seen Tom Brady throughout his career; you've covered him a lot. Do you feel like there is something mentally there with other teams? Just Tom Brady just being in the division. Do you feel like that just kind of throws everybody off a little bit? I mean. It could, but you'd really hope that when you get to the level of being a professional athlete, you're not, you know, scared of someone or, you know, oh, you know, Tom Brady's there, so therefore we can't be a good football team. I think if the Falcons have that mentality, then they need to do a lot of rebooting in the, you know, the coaching. A lot of things have to be done if that's the mindset. I mean, of course, you know, you have to respect what Tom Brady's done when you play him. He's a champion. He's the greatest football player of all time, the greatest winner of all time. But if you are a defender and you're lining up saying, oh, I'm about to get smoked because it's Tom Brady, then you shouldn't be on the field. Well, I'll say, he, I'll say he's the biggest – he's the best quarterback of all time, not the best football player. But... All right, all right, all right. That's <laughs> Save that argument for another time. Save that argument right, for another right. time. <laughs> Nate, Mingo, Mingo is gone. Disturbing news, like I said prior. Do, yeah. do they need to get a pass rusher? We've had conversations off air, me, you, and Travis, gr great combos about this defensive line. Look, do they need to pursue somebody, or should we trust that during the season? Well, um, I say uh, it's a 50-50 thing. You know, um, I say because – I really like the players that we have, especially like some young cats that you can develop because they got good size. Uh, one player that I, I'm really wanting to see is uh, Kobe Jones, Mississippi, 6'4", 260. I would like to see what he can bring to the table. And, yes, he's a young cat. Um, but if, say, if you just don't want to rely on Dante Fowler, you know, Walker, I mean, you still got – Foyer, you can move to the outside. I mean, yes, you could. I see us pursuing like a Justin Houston. Um, I don't even know who else is out there since Ingram signed with uh, Pittsburgh. So I think that'd be probably the only option that you have at this particular moment. Yeah. But I mean, before the season, now nah, like I'd rather see what we got, see what we can do with these cats, and see how how the development goes. Absolutely, I'm thinking maybe we can get something. Even more, and he's done a great job. Even more out of Grady Jared. I think we could get more out of Grady Jared and hopefully Dante Fowler Jr. And I, I've been very critical of him, even with the injuries. I know Q, you had a great breakdown on that. I've been very critical of him. I'm expecting big things out of him this season. Yeah. Let, let's go back to you, Q. <clears throat> breakdown on, on the defensive line. Do, do you see them bringing somebody in, or should we just stick to our guns and say, "Hey, Pease is going to figure this out. Quinn didn't know what he was doing." We have the right guy. He can coach these guys up, and the Falcons hopefully could be top 12, top 13 in sacks or consistently hit the quarterback. Um, I, I take nothing away from uh, Pease and what he's done because he's broken down many offenses over his time. He's a well-renowned Super Bowl defensive champion. Uh it's 90% mental, 10% physical. I say bring a Justin Houston in, let them mentor them, mentor them guys. I, I believe that's why Vic Beasley was able to do a part of the reason. That's why Vic Beasley was able to do what he did that year. People forget Dwight Freeney was was on the team that year. And I honestly, before that, 
okay, we can talk about D Block, we can talk about you know Pat Kearney's and stuff like that. But it's been a while since I've seen them guys get off the line like that and actually use you know certain maneuvers and things of that nature. It wasn't until Freeney came in and gave what he knew in Indianapolis. So I say bring a Justin Houston in. Let him, you know, give his expertise because he was also up there in Indianapolis. That's one thing they know how to do is draft defensive ends up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bring him down. Let him let him mentor the line. You know, we got guys. We got – I just for short, I call him Ogan, so I won't mess his name up. The guy that we just drafted from Notre Dame. We got guys like that can – that can easily use that, you know, that IQ boost and that expertise on how to get to the quarterback from the inside or the outside. So, honestly, to answer your question, bring somebody in. Okay. Okay, that great breakdown on that. Jalen, your thoughts on coming to the season, defensive line, huge question all the time, really, with the with the Falcons, every, every single year for the most part since yeah. the Super Bowl. Do you think they bring somebody else in, or is it is Pease – is he this genius? Is is the hype real around Atlanta where he's going to change the defense around? See, I believe in the addition by subtraction of Dan Quinn again. I think that at certain points, Dan Quinn kind of <laughs> playing scared with the defense. Just, And I think Dan, Dean Pease will bring a lot more aggressiveness, which will definitely be a boost to the pass rush itself and, and just that alone, I think. But, yeah, I mean, year in and year out, I really hope they bring someone in because – I can even think about two years ago when the Falcons were starting off the season slumping and me and all my friends were like, man, maybe they end up with the first pick and they get Chase Young. And that would have been a dream come true right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jalen. I, 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 I wanted Chase Young. I wanted him. Hey, Jalen, hearing, hearing you talk about it, man, it's like nobody was excited more than you see a new coaching staff and stuff like that. I know you're happy about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hey, look, if they would have kept Kyle Shanahan after that Super Bowl and got rid of Dan Quinn, I would have been cool with that. <laughs> hey, don't get people that started. Is, that is a good scenario. Yeah. That, was, that's that is nice. a whole discussion right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Travis, no. your thoughts on, on potentially bringing in another pass rusher or just relying on DPs coach these um, guys up I like I like I like Dean Pease to uh coach the new guys up but I would like to take a shot at Justin Houston just because uh like you say his uh him being a veteran man he can help these young guys and help them to develop pass rush moves the one for the ones that don't have a full arsenal of them and uh like I say I'll take his eight sacks people might call him old but he had eight sacks last year I'll take that yeah, you know I mean so that's leading to get it. That's that. leading our team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say for, for 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 us not to have no pass rush, we're very we're being very picky right now. Yeah, like we can't beggars can't be choosers. That's what we are right now. Absolutely, so. Travis. I want to stick to you real quickly. Some of the comments are coming in. Some great questions. Andre Robinson, appreciate this question. I, I like it. Let's ask Travis this one: Does having a division with two new quarterbacks help the Falcons' chances of making the playoffs? Well, it definitely helps because uh, they got to learn new offenses and get continuity and chemistry with new players. And when we already have a veteran quarterback that's established with the players that he has, and of course he got to learn new offense. But you know, I think uh, Matt Ryan will learn the offense a lot better than a lot quicker before those other quarterbacks will. He's a veteran; he's been doing this. You know, what I mean, like it shouldn't be an issue for him. But it definitely helps us than hurt us. Okay. Cool, cool. Let's talk wide receiver. And and many of you guys on this panel have said that's one of the strengths of this team. But Nikhil Hen Henry, excuse me, Harry, 
he's been linked to the Falcons in numerous reports. Uh, personally, let me just get my opinion on this. I, I think they don't. There's no need for him. <laughs> Maybe I'm tripping. I, I I don't think he he needs to be in Atlanta at all. I can understand not being happy with the Patriots. They have a whole situation over there. Sorry, Bobby. Just <laughs> got to be honest. Our quarterback situation it's a little bit shaky. You do have the great coach. I, I don't think the Falcons need him. Q, I want to start with you on this one. Should the Falcons look even deeper into bringing in Harry or just focus on that bad defense? Let me see. Let me let me do something real quick. <laughs> uh, give me one second, one second, one second. Oh, man, take your time. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Zacchaeus, Tajay Sharp, Christian Blake, <laughs> Jeff Bidette. Don't know who that is. Frank Darby. Antonio Nunn, don't know who that is. Austin Trammell, Jawan Green, and Chris <laughs> Rowland, which I got a little bit on Chris Rowland. Man, look here. It's like 40 million receivers on the team. Y'all know how we do. We always cycle them out. We keep our one and our two, and we cycle out the three, four, and the five. <laughs> Unless he can be better than Zacchaeus. I don't see that happening because Tajay Sharp could possibly be the two, but he's going to be the three. So if you're going to bring – Harry in to be the fourth or the fifth? I don't think so. And I actually watched him play um, last year. I, I, they're showing the Patriots up here in Charlotte, and I'm not going to totally blame all of that on Cam, but nah, bro, he he can stay where he at. Right <laughs> off the contract and do what you got to do. Your numbers were not good enough, even at the three. Your numbers were not, you know, pleasant. And okay. – you know, I, I'm not going to say that because, like I said, no one's going to tell the whole story. I wasn't able to watch every Patriots game, but nah. Okay, Bobby. Especially especially yeah. when you got Cam Newton, but anyway. I, I, I want to go to you now, Bobby. I know you're smiling the whole time. You you probably know Harry the best. Is this a guy that the, the Falcons should look at? Is there something we're not seeing? Am I hating? I, I don't think they should make the trade. No, though. no, no. The Falcons should stay very, very far away from him. Um. Here's what I see. I mean, you know, a couple years ago, he was a first-round draft pick. I'm pretty sure he might have been one of, one of the, if not the highest receiver Belichick's ever drafted. And he basically came in with that mentality that, all right, I'm the first-round pick. You're going to give me the ball, and that's that. He didn't get the ball. Yeah, is Cam Newton an elite quarterback? No. But to have his agent last year publicly blaming Cam Newton in training camp and, like, throughout the season for not giving him and giving him the ball enough that's just not really the type of mentality you want on your team. It didn't seem like he was a team player. And honestly, I mean, this is coming from a Patriots fan, but if Bill Belichick has lost faith in you, I would stay away from that player if I was another team. Um, sounds like a good point. If Bill Belichick loses faith in you, that can't be a good thing. Nate, Harry to the Falcons, does that sound good to you? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I looked at enough of him to realize, uh, at first I thought he was going to kind of – Give me some kind of Muhammad Sanu vibes, no. but I was wrong. He's big. <laughs> no. That's probably the only plus I can give him. Six, three, six, four, two, twenty, two, thirty. Oh, gosh. Um, but it's real stiff. Not a not a yeah. great route runner. And that's one thing that, to be that big and not to, to be limited with speed, you got to be able to run routes. So Laquan yeah. well, basically is better. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, I, I, I'll pass on him. I'll pass on him. But and I was highly on, on him when he came out of college. But Yeah, and, and, and I want to say this. I want to say this, too, and uh, off what Nate was saying. Uh, 
And if you're talking about Nikhil Harry, I, I told Nate I would rather look at Des Bryant bringing in another big body like that, oh, another wow. big body receiver for us. Absolutely. Like for for like third and third and eights. You know, he's a good possession guy. We don't need him to go downfield and catch deep passes. We got other receivers for that. Just have him specifically for like big using him as a big body receiver, short yardage, using his body 50-50 catches, red zone. Right. Okay, wow. It, look, hopefully Harry doesn't watch this show because it <laughs> we're talking about Des Bryant. I'm just saying, like, if we talk about Nikhil Harry, I mean, I think Des Bryant would be a better option. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Nikhil Harry was a deep threat who couldn't make it down the field. So it was tough, you know, <laughs> right. when it's, he wasn't there. So it's tough mm-hmm. to justify going out of your way to get him. I feel you. Yeah. J- Jalen. I am Travis kind of went ahead of you. I was gonna I was gonna throw you in there first, but but last but not least, is it are you with everybody? Is Harry just not a guy to look at? It's just a crazy question, period. Knowing all the problems the Falcons had on defense last year, we even bring up rumors which literally anybody could start on them bringing in a wide receiver. I mean, you know, he was a first round pick at one point in time. So if you can get him for a sixth or a seventh, you know, why not? But I mean all I'm going to say is it just took a couple of games for Tom Brady to say, I need to go to Tampa Bay where they have real wide receivers. You know, <laughs> he, he saw it pretty early. I think he could tell this guy has it or not. And I think it, it, seeing where he went answers that question by itself, you know? Right, right. I want to read some of the questions right now in the comments, and I appreciate everybody who's commenting. Andre Robinson, I'm sorry we haven't got to all your questions. You you asked about like nine or ten, and I appreciate you on that. <laughs> Chuck Thomas, I'm seeing all the comments and stuff. I, you're not a huge fan of Justin Houston. I see that, and and talk about Dirk Cutter and Lawrence Taylor being the goat. I, hey, look, you throw him and Jerry Rice in there, and, and that's right up my alley. And Tom Brady, we can have a long discussion on that. But I, I, this is an interesting. You gotta, one. You got to put prime time in there if you talking about goats, oh, man. Wow. Only prime time can play what three doggone sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be oh. Great at it. Absolutely, and shoot, he's a, he's in the news for a couple things. Before we go to Matt Ryan, I know this one is gonna that that's always a topic in Atlanta, right? That the, the sensitive one, the 50-50 argument with Matt Ryan, Geno mm. Atkins. Look, he's been a productive player in mm. the league. Uh, the Falcons should they should they look at him? Should they, does anybody want to answer this one? And Geno Atkins, acute. Oh, What's your thoughts on Geno Atkins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro. I mean, it's. I mean, I understand these guys are older in age. They're on their way out. They're on their last leg of their careers. But both of them have been playing at high levels in Cincinnati with Geno, and with. Justin Houston in Indianapolis. As I said, bring them guys in, especially Geno, being the type of, you know what I'm saying, whole stuffer that he was, being the yep. type of sack man that he was. We got Marlon Davidson still sitting here. Now, he's another person. Of course, COVID, you know, he got hit with the COVID protocol last year, but when he came in, he had glimpses of you know, good plays as well. Sacks, nah, I wouldn't say that, but getting pressure up the middle, yeah, but not all the time. So, that's another guy that you can bring in. I mean, all these, you know, one-year contracts are – they're not proven contracts. Honestly, we ain't we, – we're strapped for cash right now. Some of this is let me fill this hole <laughs> and let me make sure, you know, we can get 
over to 2022 and 2023, and we know what's happening then. Right. Mm -hmm. All the floodgates gonna open with all the money coming to it. So I say if you can get these guys on, you know, one million dollar, one point five million dollar deal, a couple of incentives, why not? You bring in, you know, guys in the got high IQs and that were good at what they were doing. So yeah, I, I say bring him in too. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Anybody got any thoughts on want to talk about Geno Atkins? Yeah, and let me let me okay. chime in on I mean, I, I can contest what Q was saying. Um, why not? Because I, I totally agree. I mean, you and at the same time, Justin Houston, that's two veteran veterans that you can bring on a young defense, a la add in with Grady Jerry, Dante Fowler. Just to you, I mean, just imagine how much football they can teach newcomers, the rookies, and just show them how easy it is just to play football instead of trying to overthink everything. Just simple, just simplify in between the lines on the field and let the coaches do their job. Like those two players could, they could put play a very intricate p, uh, parts in our defense. So I say bring them in. Cool. Cool. Great breakdown. Anybody else, Bobby, you got anything on, on Geno Atkins potentially to the Falcons linking his name there? Do you think that benefits him at all? Yeah. I mean, I agree with what everyone's saying. I think, you know, like Q was saying, you know, you put one to $1.5 million and this dude can, coach basically help the rest of your defensive line be better teach them the game have them have a good mindset i mean it's a perfect solution i mean it's an ideal solution if it works of course right. um you know might as well pay the one-year contract to get the rest of your young guys a little bit more confidence so yeah definitely would be beneficial cool cool travis gino atkins does this sound like a good idea for the falcons bring him in bring some toughness to the team on the defensive side of the ball I would love it, uh, personally. Like I say, bring him in as a package deal. Bring him and Justin Houston in. Teach these young yeah. guys up. You already, you already yeah. know you got some uh, veteran leadership. You already know what they're capable of and what they're going to do. They're going to make things happen here. So I would love to have both of them as a package deal. Definitely. Cool. Jalen, any thoughts on Gino? It seems like everybody's showing him love. He's a tough guy. <laughs> I mean, Always been a pretty good player in the league. I mean, if you bring him in – I'm 99% sure he's a starter on our D line, correct? Oh, yeah. So, so you, might, you might as well at that point. You know, if you can get a starter for that cheap, bring him in. <laughs> Put him beside Grady Jarrett, and then you got uh, Foul on the other side, and then that other side is up for grabs between AO, Stephen Means, and Tui Mariner, whoever. Take on Graham, Allen Davis. That's up for grabs, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, okay. you ain't got to really rush nobody else. Like, uh, say if uh, Marlon Davis still lingering on COVID or his knee injury he had prior to last year. I mean, you can basically just slowly step him in, but he should be ready. But like TQ, uh, AO, I mean, AO will be playing outside linebacker, but like uh, 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 Kaminsky, uh, well, we already know Deidre Sinat ain't going to be on the team, so uh, we ain't even going to mention his name. Sorry, I even spoke it. But <laughs> – it just gives us an extra rush. Right. Look, you got to be so rude. Except for when we go, except for when we go to, except for when we go to four three. I will say when we go to four three, you'll see, you can see AO in there at defensive end. So, all right, cool, cool. 
Reminding everybody, we're presented by your future media, Got Skills Pro for assembly and handyman furniture services in Atlanta. Visit GotSkillsPro.com. Also, Facebook group Birds of Prey ATL. Go join that group. Talk Falcons literally every day. Nate Travis do a great job running that page. Also, y'all socks for customized socks look click on the instagram page it's going to be in the description get yourself some swag and some customized socks let's go into matt ryan and and him coming into this season oh, yeah. well we got right into it nate uh, hat coming off already he's ready to go. <laughs> we're gonna have to start with nate on this one but matt ryan you see what happens when you mention matt ryan yeah. <laughs> We, we mentioned Matt Ryan. Nate, he was ready before I even finished the question. Nate was like, hey, Jesse. You know what? Got my figurine up there. That's Matty Ice, baby. Uh, uh, look, <laughs> we're, we're going to start with you on this, Nate. 36 years old. Last year, a lot of the talk was, and this was a 50-50 argument, right? Is it dirty oh, yeah. water? Is messing things up? It's not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's always had bad coaching. I hear that from a lot of people. Some people are saying Matt Ryan's clutch. Some people are saying he isn't. Coming into this season, Nate, We'll start with you. Is Matt Ryan a top 10 quarterback? I would say yes. I will I'll put him at as a solid seven, maybe eight. Give between and I can honestly name put Matt Ryan in the top 10. Yes, he is. Uh he don't have the strongest arm, but he is accurate as hell. Very accurate. He might, I mean, he could throw the ball, but he don't have a missile cannon that everybody portrayed that most quarterbacks should have but he can throw the ball but he's accurate very accurate and that's something that most quarterbacks do not possess now arthur smith bringing in a solid running game to offset him yes i can see him keep continuing to put up optional numbers year in and year out okay Nate, I, I, I got you know I got to hit you with a follow up oh, yeah. stuff like that. Look, let me know what. Speak to the other fifty percent of the people in Atlanta and stuff like that because Matt Ryan has a lot of haters. I guess sometimes Matt I'm Ryan always going to be. Yeah, you're saying he could be a top seven, top eight quarterback next year, and I'm not going to question you on that. Tell me what the haters aren't seeing in Matt Ryan because obviously you're high on him. If you're saying he's seven or eight, and there's some qualities that other quarterbacks don't have. What are they not seeing? What, well, what are people overlooking with Matt Ryan? It's just the consistency that he brings. Yes, he – I mean, every quarterback is not going to be perfect, but he has consistency. Missed three games in 13 seasons, dog. You can't teach that. This man is a damn uh, Iron Man, if you – so to speak. Like, he just don't get hurt. And mind you, this man gets hit. Damn near every third snap, he takes the ball. And he keeps on getting back up. <laughs> I can't think of one quarterback that does that. But yet still, people hate him. He comes in, he does his job, and he does it well. Yes, he's not perfect. Ain't nobody is. But, I mean, just to – he's going to eventually get replaced. But as, as of right now, we got him, so deal with it. <laughs> That's okay. my point, Mike. Deal with. I, I, I want to go to Jalen next because while you were giving your explanation on him being set top seven or eight, Jalen, he, he got that look on his face. Oh, like, yeah. I, <laughs> so, I mean, Jalen, yeah, I, I, I agree with back. what you said about the consistency. He is probably one of the most consistent quarterbacks year in and year out. I just think there's so many good quarterbacks in the league right now. 
That's my only thing. I put him right. He's almost top 10. He's like, I put him kind of in the same tier of guys that I look at as like Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. Oh. But but he's more consistent. <laughs> more <freedom. laughs> in terms of like top 10. Hold on, Q. We, we going to you next. <laughs> I, I know you think that's funny. Hey. Look, you still you, you still got you I still want you to explain you filming the Baker Mayfield and, and, and Herbert. You're about to As get in it. Like, he away. Let me explain that. But okay. I would probably take Matt Ryan Baker over Mayfield him because he's more experienced. I hear you. Okay, cool, cool. You look. This has been a fun discussion so far. Like he, <laughs> he ain't playing today. Q was like, look, man, I might have to do a lap or I got to go see Jalen. I don't know what he's talking about. Q, give me your explanation. Is he top 10? And, and do you have anything to say to Jalen or this or this? I'm about to go cut the grass. I got to play. No, seriously, though, I'm laughing. The only thing that I disagree with is you putting him on the level of Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert's cool. He's just getting in the league. He's doing well. Right. I'm going right. to let him stay over there in uh, San Diego or L.A., wherever he at. But <sighs> all right. <laughs> Statistically, Matt is top 10. Statistically, being a consistent quarterback, top 10. But his days of being clutch have been long gone for a long time. Matt used to be clutch. Matt, it was yep. one point in time yep. where Matt had the most fourth quarter comebacks in the league. That was one time. Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. And that's how he got, we know how he got the name. Matty Ice. Oh, man. Last year, it, it was tough because. Most of the yardage that he gained last year was first through third quarter. He was running and gunning. He did great. Just so happy he couldn't close none of it out this year. He couldn't close none of the games out this year when he got back on the field. We know what the defense did. So it's not really a blame thing. Uh, to answer your question, because I know I can go down the list of a number of things. If we're talking about right now, with every every quarterback that's in the league, I would put him. I would put him at ten. Okay, okay. I would put him at ten. And, and look, yeah. you and you did a phenomenal job breaking everything down. Give me your Twitter afterwards, man, because it's, that's going to be a whole discussion on the clutch gene when it comes to Matt Ryan. <laughs> I gotta make a Twitter because I'm not even on there. Like, <laughs> hey, I'll, hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Q. For what you just said about the clutch thing, there's going to be a lot of 50% of people in Atlanta go like, man, he's our hero now. Q speaking the facts. And I 50% going to be like, man, where he live at? I'm with all that. Me, like I say all the time. But now, nah, seriously, when you break down the games uh, and, and you can pass this on to whoever you, you know, who's next on the panel. But when you break down these games over the last few years, this man been here for 14, 13, 14 years. And for the first half, you know, of his career, he's been phenomenal and still phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But as explosive as he was back then, he's not now. His decline has shown to be quicker than other quarterbacks that have came in the league. When you got people like Aaron Rodgers that are still playing at a high level, he's just not satisfied with where he is. You might need to rethink some things. When you got people like, how can I say, dare I say Big Ben, who's on the decline as well, and I watched him play. Playing at the level that he's playing at. 
but he's injury riddled right now. He going through his whatever he going through because he want to be on the Steelers and they trying to usher in a new regime or a new quarterback regime or whatever you want to say. You got Tom just came down here. He's more of a likable person now than he was Tampa Bay than he was at the Patriots. I hate that I'm saying this, but even you got Tom Brady playing and he's been playing for 20 some odd years, I guess. And he's still playing at the level that he's playing at getting hit just like Matt getting hit. At least why he's in Tampa. I ain't gonna say nothing about being in New England. You got guys <laughs> like still playing at a high level, and when you put all of them and you line all when you line all of them up, I'm sorry. I've been watching the same games that y'all been watching. I just digest a little, little differently. That man's decline came in year eleven. Okay. Cute. So yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that take and the passion, Travis. Let's go to you on this one. Matt Ryan, top 10 quarterback next year, yay or nay? <laughs> well, y'all, y'all, y'all pretty much took all the answers, man, with the crap. But uh, <laughs> pretty much, uh, I mean, what can I say after that? All that I can say is, uh, will he be a top 10 quarterback? You talking about this year going in, right? Yes, sir. <sighs> man, I would say that, um, Okay, listen, I'll say it this way. Matt Ryan statistically is always top five quarterback, statistically. But if you're just talking about, like, his talent level and just is he a top ten player, he probably he's probably more around 11, 12, somewhere around there if we're talking about that. But if we're talking about stat-wise, yeah, he's a top five player. But I think he'll finish somewhere. I think he'll finish in the top five, personally. I really do. I really mm-hmm. do believe he'll finish top five, top six. Uh, as quarterback play this year. Okay. Last but not least, Bobby, your thoughts, Matt Ryan, top 10 quarterback. I mean, in my personal opinion, if you have Matt Ryan at in your top 10, I think he has to be number 10. Um, I think, like I said, all due respect <laughs> to him with um, his consistency and everything like that. But, you know, when it comes to coming into this year, I can probably name – 10, maybe 11 quarterbacks who I'd rather have running my team than Matt Ryan. But, you know, if he's not in the top 10, then he's in the top 12, top 13 easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, what, well, what are we what are we going on, though? Like, what are we going on? His, st- his statist- Statistically, is that what we're going on? Or are we going on just what I'm, we feel? What we I'm just going on, on what y'all feel. You feel me? However you feel yeah. about it. Honestly, I, I, okay, okay. I was going to say the reason why I put him there, honestly – is because the system, I won't even say the system, because it's still West Coast offense, but how Arthur Smith is going to run this offense is going to be play-action heavy, just like it was when Ryan Tannehill was there. I don't know if people know, but Ryan Tannehill was with the Dolphins, and it was like the bubonic plague down in Miami. They didn't like Ryan Tannehill. When he went to Tennessee, all of a sudden he's the man because they played to his strengths. They played, you know, they balance the game of football on offense. So it wasn't pass heavy. His stats weren't pretty, but guess what? They made it to divisional championships, AFC championship games, all of that stuff. And when they play, when they did the play action, and which that's another thing, when they did that play action or when they ran play action as much as they did, Tannehill looked like a monster. Yeah. So when you know – what the strengths is of strengths are when it comes to Matt, one of those is play action. Absolutely. And when you run it right and you have the right personnel, 
Top play action and hurry up offense. <laughs> top that's his number one thing. Exactly. While he's top running a hurry up offense and his play action, that's when mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is the strong. Yeah. Can't and I, I want to add something that Travis said that I really like. Is I don't know if going into this season he's a top 10 quarterback, but I think at the end of the season he'll be in the top 10. Yeah. I think this is a really big opportunity with Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley if they stay healthy and like with Arthur Smith incorporating the run, the play action like you guys were talking about. It could be a statistical and just right. good year for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Totally and, and, and like I said, I'm going I'm going by based on if everybody stay healthy now. If everybody stay right. healthy, then yeah. he I think he'll be top five, top six because I mean he ain't shouldn't no even statistically. He's uh no, I'm just I'm just saying, but he's he's always he's efficient and like you say, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks. You know, he's got a 93.3 rating for crying out loud. Like I say, yeah. 4,581 yards passing almost the last three, four years. 26 TDs, 11 interceptions. That's pretty damn good. Now the rest of the team gotta step up and help him on mm-hmm. that, and then we can be a lot better. Hey, love all y'all takes on that. Before we end the broadcast, I want to go back to J- Jalen and, and back to the Baker Mayfield thing and this and this. Are, are, what you're saying when it comes to that, I'm, I'm just asking, you feel me? It, it, have you that's, seen that's is, is it a feeling like, okay, I've seen Matt Ryan in 2016 and that was probably his peak and it's just a big decline and people are just feeling a little that's sorry so and just they're used to the past and stuff like that. Do you feel like it's more of that feeling? of why you think, okay, he's probably middle of the pack at this point, and he's 36? I mean, it's like I said. I just think – so when you ask me, like, top 10 quarterbacks, the way I always think of this question is, yeah, if there was a game and my life was on the line, who would I want quarterbacking the team? And I could – and I would name 10 quarterbacks for sure before Matt Ryan. And then I would – and then I think in terms of that, the next guys I would think of would be Matt Ryan – and then probably like Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert, just given off what we've seen. I understand that they have a way smaller sample size. So I'm just going, like, especially Justin Herbert, I'm going off of one year. But that's just kind of the way I always look at it. And I don't by any means think Matt Ryan is bad. I think he's still an above average quarterback. I still think he's a good to great quarterback. You know? <laughs> Jane, hey, look, I respect the breakdown and stuff like that. I just need, hey, I just need to go back on that one because that was pretty interesting and stuff like that. Because there are a lot of people who do believe that look, Matt Ryan is good, but maybe he's getting too much credit. But fellas, I, I want to thank all you guys: Bobby, Nate, Q, Jalen, Travis. Did a heck of a job. Let's run it back next week. Let, let's continue this Falcons talk. We're presented by Your Future Media, Got Skills Pro. Again, visit for handyman assembly furniture work, gotskillspro.com, Birds of Prey ATL Facebook group. Nate and Travis, they do a heck of a job keeping you updated on Facebook each and every day. Y'all socks for customized socks. Click on the Instagram page. It will be in the description. Fellas, thank you. Great job. Another great show. Appreciate it. And thank the fans out there too as well in the comments, giving us comments for them to break it down, and especially on that defensive line. I think you guys were really strong on those takes and giving that a transparent take on that. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad.